Isaiah chapter 48, verse 1. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel, and from the waters of Judah came out, who are swearing by the name of Jehovah, and of the God of Israel, and make mention, not in truth, nor in righteousness. The Lord is now speaking to the tribe of Judah. Judah was separate from the other Israelites because after King David, the kingdom of Israel split in two. Then there became a king of Judah and a king of Israel. The king of Israel was over ten tribes, and the king of Judah was over Judah and the Levites. But because Ephraim and Benjamin were nearby, Sometimes Ephraim and Benjamin fought with Judah in battles, but basically the Israelites kind of had a civil cold war where they weren't constantly against each other, but they definitely were opposing kingdoms, and sometimes they did fight against each other. Judah was the appointed tribe for the king to come from. All the kings of Judah were totally legitimate kings. The kings of Israel weren't really legitimate, although the Lord recognized them as a kingdom because they were Israelites. But they weren't really the legitimate leaders of the entire tribes of Israel because the Lord always said that the kingdom would come from Judah. The Lord is now judging the tribe of Judah because Israel has already been judged. They were judged first for practicing paganism and a lot of them went into slavery in Babylon, and Samaria, which was their capital, was destroyed. Now the Lord's wrath has turned to Judah, the kingdom that did not practice sorcery a lot of the time, because some of their kings were actually following the Lord, but now they are going to get judged as well. He says that you call on my name and you mention me, as if I'm your God, but not in truth or righteousness, which means you're hypocrites. You give me lip service, but you don't really obey me. At the time that Isaiah prophesied this, the king, I believe, was Ahaz of Judah, and he was practicing paganism. 2. For from the holy city they have been called, and on the God of Israel been supported. Jehovah of hosts is his name. The holy city is Jerusalem, which represents the golden city in heaven. And it is the Lord that has always supported Jerusalem. It is his city, and he claims it as a representation of heaven. And Jehovah of hosts means Lord of angel armies. Today there's a lot of false doctrine in the church telling us that we should command the angels But in the Bible, you never see any saint or prophet commanding the angels. In fact, Jesus, when he came to live on earth, never once commanded the angels, and he is God. But because he came in the form of man, he did not command the angels because man is not supposed to do that. It's actually blasphemous when we try to command angels because it's the Lord who is in charge of the angel armies, not us. But there's a lot of New Age teachings in the church today. Pagans and witches have familiar spirits that they think they're controlling when really it's the other way around. And they are now teaching Christians to basically have a familiar spirit and control it.
If there is a spirit who obeys what you say, it's not an angel of the Lord. An angel of the Lord would actually be irritated that you even tried to command it because you aren't its leader. 3. The former things from that time I declared, and from my mouth they have come forth, and I proclaim them, suddenly I have done, and it cometh. In Young's literal translation, they did not capitalize my in this verse, but they should have. This is the Lord speaking about himself, saying that he has prophesied what would happen in the future, and he's saying now it will happen suddenly. For from my knowing that thou art obstinate, and a sinew of iron thy neck, and thy forehead brass. He's telling the people of Judah that they are very stubborn, and they will not obey him. He says that their neck is made of iron, and their forehead is made of brass, and that's showing that they will not turn to him. They insist on turning their own way. 5. And I declare to thee from that time, before it cometh, I have caused thee to hear, lest thou say, Mine idol hath done them, and my graven image and my molten image did command them. The Lord is saying, I am going to prophesy now to you so that you can never say that your idols have caused this to happen because I'm going to tell you now before it happens that I am doing it. 6. Thou hast heard, see the whole of it, and ye, do ye not declare? I have caused thee to hear new things from this time and things reserved that ye knew not. The Lord says, you know all of the wonders and miracles that I have done and how great I am, but you don't even talk about it. 7. Now they have been produced, and not from that time, yea, before the day, and thou hast not heard them, lest thou say, Lo, I have known them. The Lord says what he's going to do now with Babylon he has never done before. Otherwise, the arrogant people of Judah would claim that they've seen it before. 8. Yea, thou hast not heard, yea, thou hast not known, yea, from that time not opened hath thine ear, for I have known thou dealest treacherously, and transgressors from the belly, one is crying to thee. He says, You have been sinners, even from your mother's womb, and you have not known what I'm about to do. Children aren't born sinning, but saying that you're born into sin means as soon as you understand the difference between right and wrong, you choose wrong. 9. For my name's sake, I defer mine anger, and my praise I restrain for thee, so as not to cut thee off. He says, For my own sake, and my own honor, I won't completely cut you off. I always punish, but I never totally destroy you, because you are my sign to the world of my wonders. 10. Lo, I have refined thee, and not with silver. I have chosen thee in a furnace of affliction. The Lord does refine us in a furnace of affliction. He purposefully causes us to go through hard times so that we will come to the end of our rope and give up our sins and turn to Him. There are false teachers today who say that God only brings good into your lives, 
And that isn't true. Because he loves us, he brings a lot of bad into our lives to convince us to repent. And that's how we change. We grow through pain. Because we're so stubborn, a lot of times we won't grow any other way. And unfortunately, people lose faith because a false teacher tells them that God will only bring happiness and joy into their life. And then when they experience adversity, they lose faith in God because they think that he has betrayed them, when actually he's just being a loving father as always, correcting and guiding us. 11. For my sake, for mine own sake, I do it. For how is it polluted? And mine honor to another I give not. He won't be mocked. He won't let the Israelites claim that they're his children and at the same time practice witchcraft and idolatry. He won't allow them to pollute his name, even though he's had a lot of mercy on them. 12. Hearken to me, O Jacob and Israel, my called one. I am he, I am first, and I am last. In Revelation, Jesus calls himself the first and the last. So yes, Jesus called himself God. There are people who say, oh, he never really called himself God, but they haven't read the Bible because he absolutely did. 13. Also my hand hath founded earth, and my right hand stretched out the heavens. I am calling unto them, they stand together. The Lord says, when I call the stars, they all stand up and listen to me. Just like soldiers, they do what he says. And he says that his right hand is the one that laid out all the stars in the sky. His right hand is his son. 14. Be gathered, all of you, and hear, who among them did declare these things? Jehovah hath loved him. He doth his pleasure on Babylon, and his arm is on the Chaldeans. The Lord challenges the people of Judah to tell him which of them has prophesied everything that the Lord has done. The Lord motivated by his love for Israel. And because of that, he is going to take pleasure in bringing Babylon down. 15. I, I have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him in, and he hath made prosperous his way. I believe this is talking about the kingdom of Babylon. The Lord made Babylon great, and the Lord prospered Babylon. Even though Babylon was always a pagan empire, the Lord used it for his own purposes. 16. Come ye near unto me, hear this, not from the beginning in secret spake I, from the time of its being, there am I, and now the Lord Jehovah hath sent me, and his spirit. This is Jesus speaking, because he says he is the Lord's servant, and he the Lord is actually saying this. So this is the Son speaking about the Father, saying that he is sent to save Israel. When God saved Israel from the Babylonians and later the Persians and all the other pagan nations that God has saved Israel from, it has always really been Jesus doing that work. All of these times that Israel has been saved, they all represent Jesus offering salvation to Israel, because he is the ultimate Savior. 17. Thus said Jehovah thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am Jehovah thy God, teaching thee to profit, causing thee to tread in the way thou goest. 
The Lord gave us the law to teach us how to profit spiritually by obeying Him. That brings us safety and peace and sanity when we obey Him. And He also causes us to walk in His way. 18. O that thou hadst attended to my commands, then as a river is thy peace, and thy righteousness as billows of the sea. If we would only obey the Lord, we would have peace flowing into our lives like a mighty river, and righteousness would wave over us continuously like billows of the ocean. 19. And as sand is thy seed, and the offspring of thy bowels is as its gravel, not cut off nor destroyed his name before me. He says your children would be so numerous that you could not count them. They would be like dust or the sand of the sea for all of their numbers. Today, there's a lot of people who can't have children because the whole family system has been dismantled by Western propaganda and brainwashing. So there's many people who can't even find a decent spouse. But spiritually, we can always have more and more children by sharing the gospel with as many people as possible. Then those people will enter the kingdom of heaven and that will be like having spiritual children. When it says that your offspring comes out of your bowels, that just means children comes out of your body. 20. Go out from Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans, with a voice of singing, declare, Cause ye this to be heard, bring it forth unto the end of the earth, say, Redeemed hath Jehovah his servant Jacob. When he brings the Israelites out of slavery in Babylon, they are to come out singing. And that's what you and I do when we are brought out of the slavery of sin in the world. We come out singing and rejoicing. We're so grateful to be saved and redeemed and forgiven that we are full of so much joy. And it doesn't matter what you have to give up in this life. You gladly give it up. The things that held you to the world that looked good materialistically, all they did was make you lose your salvation. So you gladly give those things up if you have to walk away from a job or a relationship or anything material. You don't mind because now you have your Savior. 21. And they have not thirsted in waste places. He hath caused them to go on. Waters from a rock he hath caused to flow to them. Yea, he cleaveth a rock, and flow do waters. This is a metaphor, but it's also looking back at what happened when the Israelites were in the desert with Moses. The Lord cleaved a rock, which means he made a rock break open, and a massive river came out of it, and all of those millions of people and their cattle were able to drink. That water represents the living water of eternal life that Jesus brings to us when we are saved. Jesus is the rock that is broken open for you and I, and his living water comes out so that you and I can drink in the desert of this world. We will never thirst again, just as Jesus told the lady at the well in the New Testament. When you drink from his water, you are satisfied. 22. There is no peace, said Jehovah to the wicked. 
Wicked people will never have peace because they're always at odds with the Lord, and he will battle against them. We must repent, because ultimately, if we never repent, then the Lord is going to win the battle, and we will be in eternal hell. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 48.